Good morning, everybody. So sorry, we're starting a little bit late. Um, I got told a moment ago we're going to get written up if we don't get going. Uh, but we are, we're so thrilled you're here. Let me just start the day off by saying happy Father's Day. Uh, we're going to celebrate together, but we are also going to celebrate first of all with a special treat. We have the James Beak family here, and they are, they are coming to us from a, uh, quite a distance. And um, they, have, they are missionaries to Scotland. And we love missionaries here at this church. We're thankful for all that they do. We love to support missionaries. And we also have the great um, treat of having with us um, the Herods as well this morning. They're traveling through, but these are incredible, incredible missionaries as well. Um, we've, we've had them in service before, I know, and we're thrilled that they're here with us. Why don't you just go ahead and welcome all of our missionaries today. We're so glad. And I know that the children are in class right now, um, um, the Beaks are going to come this morning in first word, and they're going to they're going to share their burden with us. And they've got I'm going to mess this up, but they've got Kayla, Alexa, and uh, Isla. I was going to try my best, but I appreciate him knowing that I wasn't going to do well anyways. I uh, appreciate it very much. I believe Sister Beak, you're going to come first, right? Let's do this one more time. Let's welcome them. Let them know how thrilled we are that they're here. Praise the Lord, everyone. And yes, happy Father's Day. And uh, it's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. This is Kayla. And uh, yes, Alexa's in Sunday school, and we do have our baby Isla that's been kidnapped. <laughs> but she's fine. <laughs> um, we want to give a special thanks to the Price family for inviting us here this morning and uh, their hospitality. And thank you for having us here this morning. Uh, we also like to say thank you as well to if you've ever given any uh, offerings towards Move the Missions. I know there's some kickoff rallies happening throughout the nation right now, but these funds help missionaries out. And so thank you for giving towards that. And also towards ladies ministries. If you've ever given towards a ladies ministries offering, we like to say thank you. Uh, these help missionaries out in several ways, one of which is they help foreign students go to a Bible school. So that's one thing we want to give God thanks for, but also give you thanks for as well. I'm just going to give you a couple of fun facts about the UK, some of which you might already know, or it might be brand new for you this morning. Uh, but the UK consists of four countries, and that is England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. We live in Scotland. Uh, there's five million people that are living in Scotland. But in total, with all four nations, there's over 68 million people. So although it looks very, very small on the map, there's lots of people. And we figured it out one time, you can fit the whole of the UK into Texas three and a half times. So just a slight population difference. <laughs> um, Kayla's just going to say something here for a moment. We live in a land of sheep, haggis, kilts, and castles, and it is where our hearts are. In the entryway, we have a table with items for sale. These funds will help go towards our projects, and any help is greatly appreciated. We thank God for the four churches we have in Scotland, but there is much more that is needing to be done. We appreciate your help through giving and prayer. Thank you. Thank you, Kayla. Now, um, one of the Sunday school children asked me this morning, what language do you speak in Scotland? We do speak English, but as you can tell, I, I don't have an Arkansas accent. Um, I was born in Scotland, so that's where my twang is from. 
Uh, we do speak English, but we use quite a few different words and phrases. And I'll give you a couple of examples here. Chips are called crisps and fries are chips. So at that lovely fish fry up you had last night, we would serve chips with that and that would be French fries. So sometimes there can be confusion there. <laughs> uh, soccer is football. The elevator is a lift. Cookies we call biscuits. So that again is another confusing one. And the trunk of your car is the boot of your car. And I've had to watch myself sometimes in public uh, because the restroom, we just simply call it the toilet. The whole room is the toilet. And these girls, when they were a lot younger, they're much more responsible now. But I used to ask them, you know, if we were in a restaurant, I was like, have you washed your hands in the toilet? And I'd get some, <laughs> some funny looks from people. And I had to clarify, our children do not wash their hands in the toilet. It's the sink situated in there. So again, some confusion can cause some laughter. Um, so a couple of phrases we like to use if you're very tired. Hopefully you're not feeling that way this morning. Uh, you are shattered. So it's very, you know, visual. You're just shattered. If something is great, it's smashing or it's brilliant. And if you are warm, you're roasting, like in an oven. You're just roasting. Uh, if you're very cold, on the opposite, it's Baltic. So, and to add emphasis to these phrases, you add pure in front of it. So, if you're very tired, I'm pure shattered. So, that just overemphasizes it. And another fun fact, uh, we do drive on the other side of the road. So, the steering wheel's on the other side. So, if we do a lot of traveling between there and here, you know, we just drink extra coffee that day <laughs> to stay alert. And uh, last but not least, I hope nobody is offended by this one. Um, when you want to give someone a telephone call, you just say, I'll give you a tinkle. <laughs> so that can be fun as well. And I do slow down talking when I am here. Uh, hopefully it's slow enough. Uh, but we do tend to speed up our accent when, we, when we're there. I'm going to read a small excerpt from the New Testament, and it's when Jesus calls his disciples to be fishers of men. Uh, see if you can follow along. When Jesus heard that John had been put in jail, he went after Galilee, and from then on he started his preaching, saying, turn for your sins and turn to God. Now one day as Jesus was taking a wee dawn along the beach, he saw two brothers, Simon, Peter, and Andy, cast their nets in the water. Come on with me, Jesus said, and I'll teach you not to catch fish, but to catch men. Well, right there and then they left their fishing and went along with Jesus. A wee bit further along the beach, Jesus saw two mere brothers, Jimmy and John, mending their nets with their father. Jesus called to the brother, and at once they left their father and went along with Jesus. And that's the end of that. <laughs> so yes, it can sound like a completely different language, but I guarantee you it is English. While we're traveling, as Kayla mentioned, we do have our table in the entryway, and we are raising some funds for some projects. If you can throw that first slide up there. We have four projects we're raising funds for, and uh, if you feel in your heart today throughout the service that you'd like to give towards any of those, we have options on the table. You can give electronically, or you can also fill out a green form, and uh, we can help you with that at the table in the entryway. We have a, a little bit to go on some of them, but we're believing God for a miracle in Jesus' name. Our next slide we have is our partner in missions. We are 76% raised of our budget, which we thank God for. And we need 83 individuals or churches to give $50 a month 
and that will be our budget complete. So we give God thanks for what he's done, and we're believing for the rest. And the next slide, any amount that you feel to give, we want to say thank you. Whether it's 5, 10, 50, 100, or more. We're not going to put a cap on that. But if God lays it on your heart, as mentioned, step out in faith today, and God can do a miracle in your life. I believe that. And we want to say a big thank you to this church, again, for missions giving, but just for... Um, for having us here today. Uh, sometimes Father's Day can be a bit funny for a missionary family. You know, church has got everything all planned. But we want to say thank you to this church for allowing us to be here today. Throughout history, Scotland has been known for many famous inventions, events, and also people. It also has a history of revival. Way in the north in Scotland, we have islands called the Hebrides. And it was two little old ladies that decided one day that they wanted more from God. They got on their knees and they began to pray, and something happened. Revival started to take place for thousands and thousands of individuals. And what happened was, from those outer islands, word spread, and it went down into the central belt of Scotland, which is where we live, revival's happening. Through England, revival's happening. Went to Wales, revival's happening. And if you know anything about Pentecostal history or apostolic history, from that Welsh revival, it trickled over to the US to what you might have heard of, Azusa Street. And we believe that history is going to repeat itself. We are seeing walls of tradition, walls of man-made religion start to come down and break through and something supernatural is happening in our country. In 2018, on our last deputation, Eli Hernandez prophesied over our family in a camp meeting. He spoke over our lives, not really sure of who we were or where we were going. But once that was clarified, he's like, oh, this makes sense, what God is telling me. He said that God had shown him angels were being dispatched to prepare our return to the field. He said that doors would begin to open and we can stand here today and say that God has done just that. God made it possible for us to come into contact with individuals that when we look back, it was only God that did that. Nothing that we could conjure up ourselves. God led us to key individuals in our city, and we are so, so proud, we can be proud for a moment, to say that God is moving in a mighty way, and revival is beginning to repeat itself in our nation. Angels prepared the way, and God opened the door. We are going to show you a video that describes what we believe God is about to do. You will see our home church in Glasgow, Scotland, and preaching points. And lastly, at the end of the video, there are four cities that are mentioned, and this is where we will be reaching next with your help. It has been said, history repeats itself. In Cambuslang, Scotland, 1741, a man named William McCulloch, not known as a great preacher, but full of passion for God's promises. McCulloch would read a biblical revival to the church, hunger stirred in the hearts of men. In 1742, over 30,000 souls were being impacted at these meetings. History is about to repeat itself. 
Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. Remember the former things of long ago. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. History is about to repeat itself and the door is open right now. Just like we see in Scotland, there is an open door, a time of heavenly visitation. People are searching for relationship, not religion. The spirit is being poured out. The question is, are you watching? Are you expecting? Or are we like Paul in Colossians chapter four, continuing in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving, with all praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ. I believe that God has set the open door before his church. Will you walk through it and let history repeat itself right where you are? History is about to repeat itself. And the door is open right now. Thank you for your prayers and your sacrificial giving. We could not have made it this far without your help. From our family to you, we'd like to say thank you. There is much more that is yet to be done, and we thank God for what he has done around the United Kingdom, here in Scotland, the Channel Islands. You can be a big part of that as we move forward, and you can follow us on our social media pages, at Beak Missions, and you can track the progress there. But much more than that, we would like you to pray with us because there are still many doors in unchurched cities that are yet to be open. Would you pray with us? Amen. And I know this is a Bible study setting, but I'm asking if you could all stand with us at this point. And if you can throw that last slide up of the map. At the end of the video, there was four cities that were mentioned. And these are our target cities that we're asking for you to partner with us in prayer. On our table, we have prayer cards so that you can remember them. On the west, we have Oban, which is the fishing capital and gateway to the islands, 10,000 souls. On the northeast, Aberdeen, which is a city of granite, 214,000 souls. The city of Dundee, which in the Celtic language means the fort of fire, 150,000 souls. And Stirling, which is in the central part of Scotland, which is the key to the north or the highlands, 94,000 souls, none of which have an apostolic work. We are starting to see doors open in Aberdeen and Dundee, but it's just a crack. 
And with our prayers, we're going to push that door wide open. So if you can raise your hands and your voices with us this morning and pray for these four cities. God, we come before you today, Lord. We bring these four cities before you today. Open, Lord. Lord, we're praying for a hunger, a hunger in the people, Lord. Lord, that as they seek after things of this world, they will be empty. But God, we want them to turn their face towards you, Lord. Lord, we pray for Aberdeen, oh God, the city of stone. But God, we are believing for a strong apostolic work to be built on this solid rock, oh God. You see the souls in that city, God, and we're praying, Lord, that as aim workers, missionaries, or locals will go in that area, God, that you will push the door wide open for revival. We are praying for Dundee, Lord. We're praying for a fresh fire of the Holy Ghost to fall in that city, God. We thank you for the campus ministry, but God, we know there is so much more that is needing to be done. And God, we lift up Sterling this morning, God. Lord, you see the city that is steeped in witchcraft and the occult. And we pray right now in the name of Jesus that your light of truth would be felt in that city. We are believing for revival, oh God. We are believing for an outpouring of your spirit, Lord. And we are believing for so much more, Jesus. And God, as we have prayed for Scotland, Lord, we pray for here in Arkadelphia, oh God, that you would do a work in this town, oh God, that you would do a work in Arkansas, Lord. Let your fire fall, let revival happen right here in the name of Jesus. If you believe that today, just give him praise. Give him thanks for what he's done, but give him praise for what he's going to do. In the name of Jesus, we worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, if you believe that God's going to do that right here where you are, would you just say, I believe it, Lord. Come on, release faith over this area. Release it across the world. Oh, God, we believe it, Lord. I know you're able, Jesus. We declare it, oh, God. We release it in this room today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Thank you for praying with us. That is so, so important to us that you would connect your hearts with us that as we have a burden for these places that you would just believe with us and pray. And that is the most important thing that we all know that changes things because God is going to use your prayers to impact nations around the world. That's what you can do. Never underestimate the significance of what you can do here. You might say, God, I have a burden for missions, but I can't go. God, I, I, I don't know. I can only give a little bit, but you can give on your knees in prayer and you can change the world. Never underestimate what that will do when you begin to pray. God will use your prayers. I've seen it in my life and I've seen it in many other circumstances before. God's going to take that and multiply that in great faith. And I believe that in Jesus name. Uh, we're so thankful that while we've been on the road and I'm going to leave just a short word with you this morning. Uh, that while we've been on the road, that God has been blessing our home church, a new life church in Glasgow. Um, it's amazing to us because God is just taking care of things. When we travel, our first concern is, Lord, let the church grow. Let it just <clears throat> go into that next level while we're away. And normally on a yearly basis, you know, 10 to 20 baptized is, is exciting. We rejoice over every single soul. Every one of them counts. But I thank God that in the last two and a half months, they, we had another picture this morning, another lady, Holy Ghost filled, baptized in Jesus' name.
But in the last two months, two and a half months, they've had 24 baptized and Holy Ghost filled. And I'm thanking God that revival is still continuing while we're away. Amen. And one of those significant baptisms was uh, a painter that came to our house and uh, he just kind of caught into conversation with us. And we said, well, let's teach you a Bible study. Well, that Bible study picked up. The Kellys, are our, our in-laws that are there working as well, picked that Bible study up. And we just recently baptized his wife in Jesus' name. Amen. How exciting is that? But it is as, as we all need to, to, to be. Uh, we need to be uh, on this at, at every point of the day because you have to take every opportunity that you can to witness about the love of Jesus and let somebody know who he really is. Amen. I want to thank you all again for inviting us and letting us be here. I think everybody I met was a Price or somebody was part of the Price family connected. And so um, it's good to see that families in church. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Um, but it's good to be here with you all. We give honor to you. It's good to be with man, the Carpenter family. Haven't seen them. Love these wonderful people. I love the Herods, great leaders in our life. Love this wonderful family as well. We love all of you. Whether we know you or not, we do love you and appreciate you. Uh, turn with me in your Bibles to Numbers chapter 13, verse 27 to 33. We know this story too, uh, all too well, but I want to read. And just something's been hitting my spirit over the last couple of weeks. I want to leave with you. I feel to release just some faith in this room. And I want God just to release something in your life as well that will be impactful uh, as we all move forward in the kingdom of God. Verse 27 of Numbers 13 says this, it says, And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sent us, and surely it flowed with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Thank God for his promises. But it said in verse 28, as the tone kind of changes, Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. The cities are walled and very great. And moreover, say these two words with me, we saw. We saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea, by the coast of Jordan. One of the leaders, Caleb, he stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Anybody feel like you can possess what God has for you? Let me say that again. Anybody feel like you can possess what God has for you? I, th I believe that today. If it's in his word, I believe we can possess the promise. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. You've got to notice the tone of the scripture here. And so they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it, is a land that eateth up the inhabitants, and all the people that we saw are men of a great stature. And here's these two words again. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, would come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. And that last verse of verse 33, you can see what they saw is what they became, and then they lost out on the promise. And I want to talk to you just for 10, 15 minutes here. I cannot, or I can't, however you want to put that this morning, believe my eyes. 
I can't believe what my eyes tell me. Lord, I love you. I thank you for your presence that's here. I know, God, that you've got things in store for each and every one of these people here, including our family, Lord. And we see that there is many precious promises. I pray release that word of faith, Lord, I pray, in this room, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Let me just set the tone here. The, the men that we're talking about in this story were not just common men. They were chosen men because they were renowned in their heritage. And so they were tribe leaders from each of the 12 tribes. They were strong leaders. They were known amongst the people, and they were recognized by their peers. And so they had a great honor to be the first ones. Everybody say the first one. To touch the promise of what God has spoken over a nation. And so they're getting the first glimpse, the first crossover into that promised land. And their job was to go explore, to see what the nation was like. And Moses gave them a few instructions. He says, see if it's a weak nation. How many are there? Are they few? Are they many? What kind of land is there? Is it good or is it bad? That's kind of a silly question to ask when it's a promise of God. We really should just say, well, if it's a promise of God, it's all going to be good. Amen. Because we know there is challenges and things like that. But Moses, in his humanity, says, search it out. Go check the place out. And then he said, do your best to bring back the fruit of the land. The Bible says it was a season of the first ripe grapes. And so uh, in that, they said, we just want a little taste of God's goodness. We want a little taste of the promise. Anybody want a taste of the promise? Amen. Anybody just want to taste and see? Bible says, oh, taste and see. We want to taste and just say, God, give me a little touch. Give me a little vision. Let me just see what you're about to do. Let me just have a little bit of a taste of the promise. But God knew and he said that these men, as they were going over, they were about to be tested. And we see in the story that they were about to be tested in their perspective of God and his promises, but also their test of their outlook on life as they lived it. And I'm thankful today that there are moments of testing in our life that will test our faith. Don't underestimate God for one minute because God will test your faith to see whether you really believe he can do everything that we talk about, we preach about, we sing about, and we say in conversations. I've seen people be healed. I've seen people get filled with the Holy Ghost instantaneously. I was telling uh, uh, another fellow preacher in just a conversation, we had a, a quick connect the other day. One of the most tangible miracles we ever saw God do was in a little home missions work in Tampa Bay. We were there on a Sunday morning preaching, and uh, this young lady was in the front row, and she was clapping in, in the service and so hungry for the things of God. And in the middle of the service, she began to put these funny faces at me and just and, and, and for some reason, I didn't feel sideways about it. I didn't feel perturbed. I didn't feel upset. I just felt like God was going to do something in that service. Well, when the altar call was given, because faith was being taught in the service, and she was the first one to jump up and said, I want the Holy Ghost. And God filled her instantaneously with the Holy Ghost. And she began to cry, and she began to sweat profusely from her body. And all of a sudden in that room, everybody began to lose it. And I looked at the pastor, and I said, what is going on? 
And he said, Brother Beak, you do not know or understand what is going on. He said, but that young lady sitting right there just recently had a surgery where her tear ducts were removed and the sweat glands from her body were removed. But she began to cry out of her eyes and and sweat from her body as God instantly healed her body and put those things back in. Can I tell somebody this morning that if God will, if you will believe in faith, God will do the miracle. You just got to trust him and know that he's more than able to bring his promise to pass. And so how these individuals that were going into the promised land, how they perceived and how they spoke about it and what they saw and what they relayed through what they saw was going to determine their destiny. But here's the sad thing. It was going to take a lot of people with them. Never underestimate what you see, what you talk about. Who you bring along with you. Can I tell you that we've been preaching to the church in Glasgow. Revival, revival, revival. And I'll be the missionary standing before you to say that not everything has been revival, revival, revival. But this old missionary family has gotten down on their knees and said, God, if you showed it to me, I'm going to believe it and I'll preach it. And I preach to more empty chairs. Sometimes my wife will tell you I got up on some empty chairs and and I preach to chairs more than I preach to people sometimes. But I began to say, God, I see community leaders. I see people. I see individuals sitting in these seats and I see hungry souls lifting up your name and crying out to you. I see people that are wanting to be here in the house knowing more and more about who you are sometimes that's what it takes in our faith and there's been many times that we started I remember the first church we started in was Edinburgh nine people and four of them was our family and the five was the other people that were there individuals that were just from other families but God has raised up a church in Edinburgh and and there's a mighty work that has taken place there's about 60 to 70 people in that church right now why because we we said we're not going to give up we're going to believe that God is going to do that Preach faith, believe faith, talk faith, see faith. And guess what? God will honor your faith and bring something to pass. And so in the story we see here, I just want to just give a quick uh, glimpse to this. They saw everything that the land had to offer in 40 days. The Bible says they walked through that land for 40 days. If surely we cannot see the goodness of God and his promises to be real, to be true in 40 days, folks, we've lost it. I mean, some of us have been walking this walk for a long time. It's been more than 40 days. Maybe you're fresh and new today and God is just beginning to reveal himself to you. Guess what? It's going to get sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Just keep seeing that God is good from the first time you met him and can keep believing that he's going to get better and better as the days go by. But can I say this morning, 40 days in the promise of God and they missed it. They missed it. Why? Because they allowed what they saw, what they looked on with their own eyes to eat them up and to tear their soul and and to begin to change their perspective of what God's promise was. Oh my goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Somebody in this room might be looking around and saying, God, I've been in my problem. I've been in my struggle for too long. I've been in my sickness for too long. And God's just saying, I'm I'm simply waiting for you to see that my promise is I want to heal you. My promise is that I want to deliver you. My promise is that I want to fill you with the Holy Ghost. My promise is that I want to set you free. But you got to see it, believe it, and speak it over your life. It's more than just saying, God, do this. God's saying, I'm waiting for you to understand 
that I'm more than able to do a mighty work. Oh, if we could just begin to see what God sees. Oh, I see revival in the church. I see revival. Come on. I see empty seats. I know I know pastor was saying there's a few people coming, but hey, there should not be an empty seat in the church. There should not be an empty room in here where we just say, "Hey God, maybe one day." But no, I'm looking at this seat and there's family members that you need to start praying into these chairs and saying, "God, I'm going to put their name on these seats. I'm going to put their names on these seats and say God that's where they're going to be sitting because I see it the most sad thing is that if we don't see what God really wants to do just like the story and this has kind of just been sitting in my spirit is that simply a nation was turned back from the edge of their promise right on the edge right on the cusp We can be so close. Maybe some of them ran up to the shores of Jordan and just said, let me try to see what they're seeing over there. Let me just get a taste of what they're seeing. And maybe they were just getting a glimmer because there is certain parts of the Jordan you can see over. There's certain parts that are are a bit thick and heavy. And maybe they just looked over in the promised land and said, what are those 12 men seeing? What are they seeing? And maybe they were just viewing all the things that God was about to do in their life. But when 12 men came back, 10 of them came back with a horrible report and change the destiny of a whole nation. Turn them back from the promises of God. I feel this so strongly in the Holy Ghost. Don't turn back from what God has for you. If you came into this house today and said, God, I want you to fill me with your, your spirit. God, I want you to heal me. God can do that. God, I want you to open my eyes again and let me begin to see that your promises are truly yay and amen. Would somebody walk by faith today and say, God, I refuse to see with my own natural eyes, but I'm going to look beyond and say there's something God is about to do in me. I feel the Holy Ghost just trying to beckon us today in these things. There's a picture of a a man we're going to put up on the wall in just a moment. But my wife, when we went back, we truly had to walk in what God had spoken over us. We could not see revival in the natural. But faith told us it's coming. Faith told us it's coming. We went back. Our church was doing well, thank God. And some things were, were in uh, disarray, but we walked back into the church in January 2019, and and all of a sudden God began to put some things in our spirit. April 2019, we prayed one Sunday. God prompted me. He said, "Pray right now for Spanish people." I didn't know there was one single Spanish person in our city. This is when you got to say, "I believe you, God." I believe you. I hadn't seen one single Spanish per- person except for the couple that come. And they were doing Bible school and stayed with us because they didn't want to go back to London because it was expensive. And so they said, can we just tarry a little bit? I said, that's all right, tarry. Stay here. And so we prayed, and I said, brother, can you pray with me in Spanish? And I'll pray in English. Let's pray for Spanish people. One week later, folks, telling you, one week later, when you just do and you see what God. One week later, we met a man named Orlando who was across the street from our church. And we walked over there uh, just out of faith and just said, okay, we're going to go and see if there's anybody. And he was sitting in a cafe and he beckoned us over, said, hey, come over here. And we began to talk to him, found out that he was ministering to 25 people in a home, about 20, 25 people in a home. And he wasn't their pastor. They just read the word together. He said, we want to have a service with you as soon as possible. We said, okay. 
And so we tried to set up a hall for them and everything fell through. And God said, just put them in in the afternoon service on Sunday. So three weeks later, we we said, come. We had all our singers there and 55 Spanish speaking people walked into our church on a Sunday afternoon. I said, what in the world is going on? And God said, if you pray it, if you believe it, I'm going to do it. And so by the end of that service, the first one baptized, if you put him up there, this was the leader. This is Orlando. We baptized him in Jesus' name. And five others said, hey, if he's going to do it, I need it right now. And we baptized six people in Jesus' name. And five of them received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because I said, God, I know I can see it. I just got to pray it, believe it, live it, speak it, and just let you do the work. That work right now today is being pastored by that man on the right. You can't see him, Brother William. They're doing a great work. It is running about 115. They still do our Sunday afternoon service. They're having service today. God is moving mightily in that connect right there. Why? Because we believe that God is going to bring revival. Sometimes you just have to press by what you see and believe that God is more than able. More than able. I know he's doing it. Don't believe what your eyes tell you. Believe the report of the Lord. We've come to a place in our life and our walk with the Lord. I really feel like. The Holy Ghost is beckoning us to live in a moment of faith. And we, if we look at the book of Hebrews, Hebrews tells us that through faith, in faith, by faith, we see the reports that were received because of great faith. But the start of that scripture, that chapter starts, it says, it says, now faith is a substance. Sorry, Hebrews chapter 11, verse one. Now faith. Now faith is the key. And I've been feeling in the Holy Ghost so strongly. I told my wife uh, when we were just getting started on deputation, I said, sweetheart, we just have to live in now faith. Because now faith tells me that, hey, I've been living by faith and I've been living through faith and God has been responding. But now faith simply tells me that there are many things around us that are going to try to distract us from what God is obviously ready to do in our lives. But my now faith is going to counteract that kind of outlook and say simply, I'm going to refuse to believe what my eyes are telling me. Folks, if we are real with ourselves, and if you would stand with me, if we are real with ourselves this morning, the world is falling apart. Everything is instantaneous. Everything is, it's going, some would say, excuse me for saying it, but it's going to hell in a handbasket. That's what they would say. It's going so quick. But here we are in the hour where we could potentially be on the cusp looking over to the greatest revival of the church. And I feel in the Holy Ghost to challenge somebody. You're looking at the things of God through your natural eyes. They sang a song in Sunday school that says, be careful little eyes what you see. Be careful little eyes what you see. For the Father up above is looking down with love. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. It goes on to tell you a few other things. Be careful what you hear. Be careful what you say. Can I tell you, be careful what you see in the natural. Our God does not work in the natural, but he works in the supernatural. 
And there can be a supernatural move of God in this place. I saw the sign, fishers of men on the wall. Guess what? There can be people getting full of the Holy Ghost today on Father's Day. That's what I see on Sunday. Because every day is an opportunity for God to move and to sweep in the place and have his way. Why? Because it's an opportunity for God just to let his spirit have its way upon us. we got to understand that this is a day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. There's opportunities in the house. I wonder if you would lift your voice. I know I've not got to talk long about this, but I feel the Holy Ghost has done enough. Could you lift your voice and just close your eyes for a moment? And if you're struggling with something today, can you not look with your natural eyes? The Bible tells us we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. And could you just lift your voice and pray and say, God, in this service or even in my life right now, Would you begin to speak over me again, Lord, that promise that you're going to do, Lord, in this church, in my family, Lord, in the situation, in the healing. God, what you're going to do around the world. We believe that for Scotland, Lord. We believe that you're going to help us, oh God. Lord, we're speaking faith right now over those things. And God, we're beginning to pray in this room, Lord. Come on, would you lift your voice before we move forward and just let God just speak a word over your life. Lord, I'm believing right now, once again, that what you said, Lord, I'm going to go after. I'm not going to believe anything different. I'm not going to see anything different, but I'm going to believe that the promise is yea and amen, that it is real, that it is true, that I can have it because I'm your child, oh God. And you're going to, Lord, open up that door to us. You're going to open up those promises to us because we're going to walk after them, oh God. And we're going to believe, Lord, that they are for us, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I pray against anybody in this room, Lord, that is struggling with just common things that we see in her eyes, Lord. If they're struggling in doubt, Lord, right now, Jesus, I pray that you would release faith upon them. I pray, oh God, that you would begin to let them see something supernatural in this room right now. I pray, oh God, that you would just, Lord, let them see a supernatural taste of what you're about to do in this room, oh God. In every life, I pray, oh God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Would you just clap your hands under the Lord today? Clap your hands under the Lord today. Come on. Hallelujah. God so designed, and don't ever question, it's a design. He designed his church. Wouldn't it be something if angels would, right now, would just say, well, angels are going to come down and speak to us. Ah, He could have done that. Every service, there could have been an angel standing here. He didn't do that. He designed his church so that his word would speak into our hearts. What? Whoever may be speaking may not know, God knows. Brother Beats, I, I loved your spirit. I, I loved it. That's, you've got a Holy Ghost spirit inside of you. And the word that was spoken, I really believe, was meant and intended for someone. And God orchestrates it all. And we rest and we walk with them. Hallelujah. Would you one more time just lift a hand and thank God, and by doing so, tell God, I accept what you've said today. Hallelujah. Father, we believe it in the name of Jesus. 
We claim it in your name, Lord. We declare it to be so in your name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. We're going to take just about five minutes. Greet some people. Greet. Meet. We're blessed with the missionary spirit today. Amen. Some of you, some of you just all you want to do is go to Hot Springs. <laughs> but there's a missionary spirit. They're going places. Shake hands. Take about five minutes.